Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, American Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Um, Sid, it's I, this is our it's kind of an interesting transitional episode. It's our last episode this year. We're recording it in 2021. Right. But you are listening to it in the future. Greetings from the past. 2022. I hope things are better. Turning around a little bit. I mean, one can hope. It's just a few days away, yeah. So it's not. Don't okay. I'm knocking on all the adjacent wood <laughs> in our homes. I, I don't believe in those sorts of superstitions, Justin. I am a scientist. Oh, really, Sydney? Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of science <laughs> have you prepared for us as, this week on our science program, Science Watch? As as a scientist, it is my job to investigate all uh, unique human phenomena. Oh, mm-hmm. n- no matter. How strange they may seem. Mm, can you give me um, and I also examples? thought I also thought this would be a fun way to end this year um, and begin something that. light and begin a new one so, and begin a new one something light something funny and fun and interesting and um, not too heavy because I'm sure there will be heavy stuff to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was looking at TikTok, you know. Spacing out and dissociating while looking at TikTok, our new favorite pandemic pastime, I think we've all engaged in. And uh, I noticed some people talking about TJ Maxx, uh, specifically about the idea that, and and I don't know this, this is not my experience. I just saw this on TikTok. The idea that when you are in TJ Maxx for a while, you have the urge to go number two. Okay, now listen, you're... From what you've told me, you're going to be talking about number two a lot in this episode, and I'm afraid that you're you're going to need to be okay with saying the P word. Do you want me to say defecate? You didn't. That it's is almost worse. The worst. It's almost worse. That's the anyway, worst one. Either way, people were talking about that in tic- on TikTok, and then a bunch of people in the comments were like, "Me too. Me too. Me too." I can't believe that. I thought it was just me. And somebody said in the comments, "Oh yeah, that's the Mariko Aoki phenomenon." Mm. And I was like. What? What? I have got to look that up. So I did. And this this is a whole thing that I was not familiar with. I have not personally experienced, but apparently many people have. And now I would like to share this with you. Specific to TJ Maxx. No, no, it's not specific to TJ Maxx, but it is. um, Okay. So (laughs) 
the history of this, and by the way, Justin, would you, I have put the, the because you were learning Japanese. Hey. At the top of my document here, I have put the Japanese name uh, for this, if you would like to. Aoki Mariko Gensho. Okay. Well, I figured that was how you say it. Yeah. Aoki. Am I pronouncing Aoki that? Aoki is- Aoki uh, and Mariko? Or Ao is, is, is- Do I have the stress on the right syllables? Yeah, that's good. Ao is blue and- Key in this case, this is kanji for tree, so blue tree. Well, this is this is a person's name. Yes, but it translates to blue tree. Oh, interesting. But it doesn't probably actually translate to that. And it's just those are the two. I know these two kanji, and they and mean blue and tree. And I assume gensho means phenomenon. Let's. Well, that's probably our best. <laughs> Since the other two words are the name of. That's this enough of an amorphous person. idea that um, I, I'd be shocked if it's like exactly one hundred percent one to one. But I bet it's pretty darn close. So I know that one of these kanji means reason. That's all mm, I know. Okay. So back in February of nineteen eighty-five, this is where this this phenomenon, well, our awareness of it really originates. Uh, a twenty-nine-year-old woman from Tokyo named Mariko Aoki had a letter published in Her the last magazine. Name is first in the in the. Did you notice that in, in her name? Oh, a, yeah. Uh, Aoki Mariko, because you would, how they do it. Yeah. I'm using her entire name because I thought that was appropriate since mm-hmm. I don't know her personally. Mm-hmm. You would, you yeah, you could go with uh, uh, Aoki-san. I know usually on this um, podcast we get pretty casual with our uh, historical figures, like ancient history, yes. but for recent history. Here, since we're, this is respectful. an American podcast, we, we, we will drop this on, but Aoki-san would be. Okay. If you want to go with that. Anyway, she I wrote guess. a letter to a magazine, which would you like to to give us the name of the magazine? Hmm. Honnozashi. That's a book magazine. Yes, book magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the magazine of books. That's book magazine. Uh, and she wrote a letter to this magazine. And the reason that uh, that is given for why it was published is that the editors thought it was a little funny. It was kind of a funny little letter that they got, and they thought, oh, people will be interested in this. Funny, this is, funny letter. Yeah, said. this is kind of funny. So they published this letter, and in it, she said, basically, every time I'm in a bookstore for a while, I get the urge to go poop. Hmm. <laughs> Why does this happen? Why is it that when I'm in a bookstore browsing the shelves, looking around, I am struck by the very sudden urge that I must immediately go poop? poop. Why does this happen? And apparently... A lot of, so they published this little letter, like, oh, this is funny. And they got a huge reaction. A ton of readers (laughs) were like, oh my gosh, I do too. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, I have had that exact same sensation and wanted to talk about it and wanted to share like their interpretation of, for me, it's like this. And for me, it also happens here. And for me, it's like, and they got such a response that the, the magazine, Book Magazine, did like a follow-up feature-length article in their next issue that came out in April of 85 that was titled, The Phenomenon Currently Shaking the Bookstore Industry. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a little bit of sensationalism, I think. Um, I don't know that it was currently shaking the bookstore industry as much as apparently it had been all along. Yeah. And no one was aware. Uh, But this, this really drew a ton of attention to it when this article was published and a lot of people began to sort of understand it as like a thing that actually happened. Now, as I was trying to read about like the history of this, it was noted that I guess, and I liken this to, you know, in the U S we have a tendency to put gate at the end of things. Like if something's like a scandal, Mm -hmm. it's whatever gate, you know, like when you made that really spicy mix last night, it was like spicy gate, 
because then I ate it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so spicy. Spice gate. You said, <laughs> you said, this is delicious. You said multiple times. It was, it was just really spicy. No, you said multiple times. It was like and spicy Chex Mix gate. Three different instances. I, well, the stuff you made this morning was so much better because it wasn't so spicy. But anyway. you said last so this night. Is, this is a gate that we have just, this is a yeah. gate. Oh, it's a gate. No, I, it's, it's ringing I the read, marriage gate and I don't is know, what I would say. I, am, I know medical history. I don't know, you know, modern Japanese history. But I, my understanding is that culturally, this was a time where a lot of things would have been called phenomenal. That was I a popular thing the to name phenomenal. I will adjust it. I thought a little bit of the spice was nice. It, it just, yes. It was hot buttered Cheerios with hoisin sauce and... <laughs> sriracha in there. So because of this, the uh, need to defecate after being in a bookstore for a little bit, <laughs> urgently, I should say, became known as the Mariko Aoki phenomenon. And <laughs> as I'm going to talk about this... I, I hope, I hope, I just hope at least reached out. It was like, hey, you're about to have your 15 minutes and it's for this. Hey, and This is going to be your... I mean... Speaking as the the berries and cream guy, like uh -huh. this is her berries and cream. Look, well, look at the next thing I wrote. Before you get worried. Yeah, okay. She reportedly has no problem with this. With so this. Okay. I worried about this too. As I was researching this, I was like, oh. Yeah, you can't put What if this poor woman did not model. want to be known for this? She has had multiple like follow-up interviews with Book Magazine where they talk to her about it. And where she says, like, yeah, I'm totally fine with this being named after me and this phenomenon being associated with me. Like, it does not bother me. How are those me. I'm not upset interviews about longer than two questions? What? For question one, <laughs> well, how do you feel about this pooping syndrome being named after you? Question two, so do you still have to poop when you're in bookstores? End of interview. Well, I so we're going to go through this <laughs> medically, step by step. But I think it's important to note this phenomenon seems to have really captured the imagination of a lot of people. It really seems to be, for whatever reason, something that has interested a lot of people, has resulted in a lot of research and scholarship and focus. Um, a lot of people seem to latch on to this idea. Okay. So why were there multiple follow-up interviews? For that reason. Because a lot of people had questions. <laughs> um, now, as, as much as there has been scholarship done since then, it is worth noting, because as I was reading through this, there were several mentions. People have said, like, now, I know we attribute this to Mariko Aoki, but there were mentions of this prior to 85. <laughs> and it seems to be mainly, and this is also probably a function of where uh, this research has been done. So, like, most of the literary references prior to this were in Japanese literature, but a lot of the research and interest was in Japan and is continues to be. So, I don't know, there may be references to this outside of Japan, but that, that's where they've been investigating. But there are, like, mentions of this in different books. Like, as far back as the 1950s, there are mentions on some radio programs and some magazines. So, like, this wasn't the first time that this idea that you go into a bookstore and then urgently have to poop has been <laughs> introduced. It was just that this article is what broke through the public consciousness and really introduced it as its own yeah. idea because by the 90s, by the 1990s, it was just sort of an accepted fact. Once you put like, it in a platform like Honnozashi, it's like 
who's not reading Love Magazine. <laughs> um, and and then as you get into the 2000s with the internet, like an idea like this can really take off, right? Because right. then everybody everywhere can know about it and people can write about it. They can try to validate it, try to do surveys about it, try to, you know, replicate it and see, is this something that is really real? Um, and the studies that have been done on this, they range from, so first of all, there are a lot of surveys of people who experience it. Mm -hmm. Like to try to understand it better, sort of like qualitative research. Tell me about where it happens. What is it like? What does it feel like? You know, what what did you do the night before? What did you eat that day? Like all these different sort of collecting data from people who already experience it. And then like demographics, like age, gender, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's also like studies of the general population. Like they've done surveys in Japan, like to ask people, where are you most likely to need <laughs> to feel the urge to poop? Like while you're standing on a train platform or while you're sitting in your office or while you're in a bookstore and while you're in a bookstore comes up pretty high <laughs> on the list of like where you might need to have to poop. Um, they've also done things like uh, like a like a blinded study to see, OK, is is this real or is this just people thinking it because they read about it? So they would they did one study where they had people like wander around a bookstore, which I love the idea of like, tell them, what did you tell them? <laughs> well, here's what I need you to do for this study that you've signed up for. Go in this bookstore and wander around. Yeah. And, and do, just, see, just be just there. See how, just be in the bookstore. Just be there. And then after they were done, they sat them down and interviewed them and then were like, so did you poop? <laughs> which would feel, personally, if I had, would feel like a trap to me. <laughs> yeah, that would feel very targeted, Sydney, I think. So, uh, while we have you here, did you poop in Did there? Did you poop in there? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they? Here, that's a stupid way of doing that study. You know what you should do? Do it, uh, well, just stand outside the door of the bookstore and say, Did you have a, a poop while you're in there or what? What's the deal? Honey, if you stood outside the door of a bookstore and just asked people on their way out if I they pooped inside, I wouldn't be dressed like a scientist. You would because, be arrested. <laughs> no, I wouldn't dress like a scientist because I don't want to put people on edge. So it would be more like just like a regular guy. And I wouldn't have anything obvious to write with or to uh -huh. write on. It would just be standing and I would sort of. No, no, no. Okay. You are, you're a customer in Borders. You're wow, a customer. Good, good pull. Can, I, can it be Walden Books instead? <laughs> You're a customer at Walden Books. You have just uh, browsed the shelves for a while. You're exiting Walden Books Walking at the Huntington Mall. Walking Dalton Bookseller. Uh-huh. And there is a guy standing there outside. Now, which scenario is more unsettling? He's in a lab coat with, like, science goggles and a clipboard. And he's like, excuse me, sir. Did you poop while you were in there? And he's, like, writing down your information. Or just some guy in, like... You know, it's both pretty bad, aren't they? A Shrek T-shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making fun of my Shrek T-shirt? It's the only thing I had to clean. Hanging out in a Shrek T-shirt, and he's like, "Hey man, hey man, real quick, real quick." Hey donkey, <laughs> hold up, donkey. hold up, hold up. Did you? Uh, Shrek. Did you poop in there? And he and he doesn't have a clipboard, so he's not writing anything down. It's, it just seems like he needs to know for yeah. his own interest. Okay. Which one is worse? Moving on. Okay, they're both bad. I will say. <laughs> So uh, they got some data from this, <laughs> from all these studies that were done over time. And different people were doing this, different uh, thinkers, researchers, psychologists, just people who wanted to know more. Um, and some data that emerged from this is that while we don't really know how frequently it occurs, they, they've estimated it could be up to one in 10 people. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, studies were like one in 10 to one in 20. Now again, who, who knows? I need but to like, know how many people usually are pooping in the, uh, in, oh, I guess there's not, you can't do a control, right? Because if once you're in there, you're in there. <laughs> I guess the control would be go into a clothes store and see if you have to poop. Yeah. Well, you could compare it to other stores or like a sham bookstore, but I don't know how you create a bookstore that isn't a bookstore, but people think is a bookstore. Uh-huh. I have like some, you go in, and it's just pictures of books on shelves. Like you go touch them, and they're just cardboard <laughs> <laughs> things with pictures of books on them. Okay, I, can I make a request? Oh. I need you to move. I, my brain is moving so quickly on theories for this. Okay, I, I need I'm you gonna to move get more. To, I know. I have a lot of thoughts. We're gonna get to theories on it, but before okay. we do that, we're gonna have to hit the billing department. Let's go. Oh no, the billing department always makes me have to poop. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle or whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. 
Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Hi, I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. All right, Sid. I was I was getting anxious, but I, I'm going to let you keep your own pace. I just I, I'm I'm so excited to talk about why this is happening. Okay, I have lots of theories. Okay, well there are a lot of theories. Trust mm-hmm. me. Uh, so a little bit more info on who gets it. It seems to be mainly an adult thing. Seems like 20s and 30s are like prime years for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, there were a couple kids, a couple older adults, but mainly 20s and 30s. It does seem to have like a slightly female predominance. There was one study that noted it never happens in quote sporty males. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Just regular sporty males in a but bookstore. Sporty males in bookstores don't poop. I mean, they poop, but not in the bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> it is noted that Mariko Aoki's mom thinks it has a genetic predisposition because oh. her uncle has it too. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's an interesting, you know, <laughs> piece of information. Layer. People describe it different ways. Three things are always consistent. You're in the bookstore for a while. Like it's not something that hits you when you walk in. Okay. Like you're in there for a little bit. You get the urge to poop, and the urge itself is very sudden. Like, okay, like whoa. it's not like I think I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, oh yeah, no, it's oh like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that. Well, I guess you could make that Ooh, noise, Ooh. <laughs> like cartoon noises. Yeah. Some people say it is when you have found the book you want. Some people say mm. it's like when you're ready to make your final selection, like you're ready to narrow it down. Others say it's that when you're just sort of like you get to a part of the bookstore and you look around and you're closed in by a bunch of shelves. There's shelves all around you. That's what's that's what triggers the urge. Um, some people get other symptoms with it, like shortness of breath or dizziness. Uh, mm. A lot of people panic. But part of that is just like I need to get to the bathroom. Um, most seem to be able to make it to the toilet. Not all. Oh, man. Most most can, like, successfully get to the bathroom before they poop, but not yeah, everybody. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the scientist is like, did you poop in there? And you're like, well, <laughs> yes, I did. And then the scientist is like, just one more question uh, before I let you go. Um, one more question. Did you poop in your pants? <laughs> Why, yes, I did. Did you poop in your pants? Uh, As you wish. There's been a lot of debate about libraries. Do libraries count? Because some people are like, oh, it absolutely happens in libraries. And other people are like very distinct. No, no, no. It never happens in the library, but it absolutely what does the happen bu- in the Wait, bookstore. What if they're, they're doing the used book fair upstairs on the fourth floor in the AV area? They're selling books. Then all of a sudden. The, there are. Uh, they did ask in a lot of these studies bookstore employees because that seems like a good place to start. And most of them don't have like they seem pretty immune to it. Like, if you work in a bookstore, you are not doing, you know, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. That'd be hard. Um, 
other types of stores are mentioned. Like people will say, this also happens to me, you know, in in clothing stores or shoe stores or whatever, you know, other places you might go and spend a little bit of time browsing, TJ Maxx perhaps, um, but not as consistently as the bookstore. The bookstore seems to come up the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I appreciated, they asked people to describe what the urge feels like when you they get the urge to They hadn't poop. experienced it before? Well, I think what they were looking for was like the intensity. And like a lot of these explanations are what most of us feel like, I think, when we have to poop, which Just is the like- the regular poop feelings. Like a, a, a heaving sensation in the rectal passage or a filling up sensation in the lower abdominal area. So like, you know, like you got to poop. Um, but other people said things like, it was, quote, hellish. Hellish? And Armageddon class. Wow. So when we talk about an intense urge to poop, I think it's important to remember. Very intense. Very intense for some people. I mean, not everybody experienced this, but there were people who, like, as a result said that before they would go to a bookstore, they would ensure they weren't wearing white pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one person who said he would never go to bookstores because of this. And there was somebody who wouldn't even live near bookstores because just the thought or sight of a bookstore made them have to poop so badly (laughs) that they avoided all like mention and appearance of bookstores in their lives. Okay. So why? Okay. Can I, uh, can I give you my theory? Okay. There's lots of theories. Okay. I'll go through mine quickly then. Okay. Are you going to tell us if you experienced this at some point? Um, Is that like a, you're saving it towards the end? I've already said I've never experienced this. Uh, you know me, if there's a public bathroom, I just got to get in there. <laughs> you know me. This is true about Justin. If he uses every public restroom we encounter, like at a restaurant, that's like, that's like step one. We sit down, we order the drinks, he's in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any commentary there. It's just an embarrassing person. I don't, I try never to use public restrooms. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're, <laughs> you say it's me, do I say it's mine? <laughs> okay. Uh. Here's number one, and I really like this this theory. I'm, I'm, I think it's probably a constellation of things because this is not some weird freak occurrence. It is having to poop. I mean, we, we all right. That is know. something we all do. So I think there's probably a little bit of the hiccup phenomenon, as I call it, where it's just like, what was the last thing that you had to do before? Mm-hmm. You, last thing you did before your hiccups were cured. Well, that didn't cure your hiccups. But one, what is something that is sold in bookstores other than books? Coffee. Yeah. yeah. This is this is something people have brought up. That's one. The other one is that I was thinking about is you go into um, – there's almost no need in this day and age to go into a bookstore. Like you really uh, – compared mm-hmm. to a lot of stores, like you probably don't need to go into the bookstore. You're going to the bookstore because like you like to go into the bookstore, right? Right. So you're going to be less directed – and you're just kind of like, I don't know, I'm just going to see what's at the bookstore. Right. So you're just like spending maybe a little bit longer there. You're relaxing a little bit. You're a little more comfortable. Oh, what's that? Oh. Hmm. Mm, I think I need to poop. The relaxation theory. The relaxation theory, yeah. That is one of the theories. I like the coffee thing, though. The, some people because have said, Because even if okay. you don't drink the coffee there, right, you may have an association with that. And Japan is huge into coffee, right? Like I, oh, I, I don't didn't know that. I don't know if coffee in bookstores is like a thing, right? But they're in Japan. But like uh, here, it very much is a very thing. Very much is a yeah. thing. So I wonder, if like, even the smell of the coffee, you have the association, and the co- so, bookstore smells like coffee. That would be my theory. That is one of the. So you're kind of hitting on one of the major theories is just association, um, which is was one of the thoughts that I have as to why I've, maybe I've never experienced this. They say people who read on the toilet 
maybe they experience it more often because they associate books and reading with going to the bathroom. So you're in a bookstore. It makes you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just that sort of association. I've never been much to do that. Mm -hmm. So perhaps that's why some people experience it. So that has been thought um, as one explanation. The coffee has been brought up. Is it just that you're walking around and drinking coffee and – Walking around and drinking something like okay. like coffee yeah. could make you have to defecate. So sure. maybe it's just that. There is another theory that for a while they investigated. Is it the smell of ink and paper? Okay. That somehow stimulates the olfactory sure, maybe. nerve and then it makes you have to poop My somehow. My coffee theory makes and, more sense. Maybe. Um, well, they checked this out actually. Oh, really? Once on a Japanese TV show, The Real Side of Unan. Okay. And they tried to get people to poop by smelling ink. Like they gave them ink to smell and then said, do you have to poop? <laughs> and it didn't work. No dice. Um, and, and the big thing that kind of undoes this theory is if the smell of ink and paper makes people have to poop, why are the bookstore employees or people who work in places where books are manufactured, why are they not all the first ones to, you know, have this? And they're not. Hmm. And and actually, Mariko Aoki at one point even noted, I used to work somewhere in like a production facility where there was ink and paper, and I never experienced it there. Hmm. So so our our first subject in this research uh, kind of debunked that theory. Hmm. This led to like a conspiracy theory, actually, that perhaps it was something the paper industry was doing to sell more toilet paper. Oh. Or putting something in yeah. – yeah, the yeah. paper in the bookstore that makes you have to poop so that we can sell you Go more no toilet further, paper I later. Think cracked it, Sid. Which would be that would be a wild move. Be a wild um, play, book industry, paper industry. By big paper, uh, some and and I've actually I've read a couple gastroenterologists' opinions who have said this might actually have something. Not that they're saying it's true, but like, eh, there's some sense here. That when you are in a bookstore, if you're really looking at a lot of different things, you're bending down to pick up books. You're bending over to look at things. Maybe you're squatting to like look at titles oh, on lower gets, shelves. Gets those muscles going. And maybe it's just it a positional it, thing. It squanches it around to make it's, it come yeah. out like a Play-Doh. Well, it's like a posture thing. I mean, if you think about um, items like the squatty potty, which put you in a better pooping position, mm-hmm. maybe you're just putting your body in a really ideal pooping position a lot in a bookstore if you're in there for a while and so then it makes you have to poop could be that so it could I mean, yeah it could be and there were there were gi docs who were like eh, you know maybe maybe um anxiety comes up a lot mm-hmm. and I in know. both ways <laughs> like is it anxiety related in the sense that you're out in public and what if you do have to poop is there a bathroom nearby and that fear of not being able to get to a bathroom actually stimulates because we know that there are you know, they're, the neurotransmitters from your brain affect your gut directly. Mm-hmm. So we know that in conditions like um, irritable bowel syndrome and things like that, it is not uncommon to have feelings of nervousness or anxiety lead to cramping, diarrhea, bloating, even nausea, you know, different things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the um, more extreme extension of like a nervous tummy or butterflies in your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by how casually you're throwing out poop. The word poop. You're getting really good at saying it without any hesitation. <laughs> well, this whole episode, you know. You've been training yourself. Um, there's And then there's also uh, exactly like you said. So is it anxiety uh, that causes you to poop or is it the opposite? Is it that when you're in a bookstore, it's a relaxing situation 
you're taking your time, you're browsing books that you might want to buy, you're enjoying yourself. Usually bookstores are soothing environments. They might have some nice music playing. Yeah. People generally aren't aren't incredibly loud in a bookstore. And maybe you're just so relaxed and that that is you you do need in terms of like your parasympathetic nervous system, you do need to relax to poop. And oh, so maybe this. maybe Wait. the hustle and bustle of society is constipating you and the calm of a bookstore makes perfect sense. Is a respite for your bowels. I love this. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. There have been some more like philosophical kind of suggestions mm. that like um some is is like when confronted with the overwhelming amount of like information and data and like the human this human creation of Just all that is in a bookstore. Gazing upon the bulk of human achievement, <laughs> yes, you're like you're overwhelmed and you must all poop. We've achieved as a society. I must add to this great work <laughs> or like an academic fervor like you get inside you see all of this work and you just can't <laughs> you don't know how else to express it your body must <laughs> <laughs> I have no mouth that I must <laughs> this is I should have sent a poet <laughs> look at this and this and this gets into some more like <laughs> Some more, like, sort of metaphysical kind of, like, I must empty myself to allow room for the information and the experience of the books and all this. Like, that sort of kind of take on it. Um, or just something as simple as the anxiety of having to choose one book over another. You get to the point where, like, I've been in here a while. I need to pick a book. Which yeah. one do I pick? Is it this that? This has gone far enough. There, it's been investigated. Could uh, certain eye movements cause the urge to poop as in like scanning bookshelves scanning <laughs> titles like they've, they've tried to get people to like do gaze studies where they follow their eyes to do that and does that trigger this urge um and then this idea of like again i thought this was interesting i saw somebody draw the connection to meditation so and you meditate i don't but they talk about how in meditation breathing is something that grounds you to like your physical self mm -hmm. to the moment till your presence still here on earth mm -hmm. while your mind is going elsewhere is, okay. is kind of transcending your physical presence, right? Yeah. Well, what if in the bookstore, all of the, the creativity and beauty and information is taking you out of yourself and into this realm of ideas and creativity and things and pooping is a way of grounding your body in its physical self in the moment. That one's not true. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you spent a lot of time on that. It was nothing. I just thought it was interesting. It's not interesting. I just thought it's it was interesting. True. No, it's coffee. I cracked it. Um, and squatting. Coffee squats. I, it could just be squatting and coffee, but it could also be something about our urge to connect our insides with our outsides and ground okay. us as we... Uh, as we allow our mind to be taken by flights of ideas. You never or it know. Could be, or it could be nothing. It could be. This is the other thing. A lot of people uh, who studied it have also said, you know, maybe this is a different phenomenon. What's been called the bader minoff phenomenon. That? It's frequency bias. Mm. It's when you just notice. It's when you've never noticed this before, but then once it's called to your attention, you can't stop noticing it. It's like after you read... Uh the works of Douglas Adams and all of a sudden 42 pops up everywhere. Exactly. It's just, you're just noticing it. So yeah. when this letter was published from Mariko Aoki about having to poop in bookstores, 
every time somebody had to poop in a bookstore after that, they noticed it. And maybe that's all this is. We'll never know. <laughs> Either way, uh, maybe after listening to this podcast, you're going to notice every time you have to poop poop yeah. in a bookstore or TJ Maxx. And hey, if you do have to poop in a bookstore, tweet that at Sydney McElroy, no, S-Y-D-N-E-E. Sydney wants to you, know about no, where you're pooping, you can, how you're pooping. That's your that's your personal information that you don't have to HIPAA protects you from sharing. <laughs> oh, wow. HIPAA protects me from telling you my personal booping information? That's not true, but... Be, but what if it was? But what if it was? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And uh, thanks to the taxpayers for use of their song Sawbones. Is the, no, their song is called Medicines. It's not called Sawbones. <laughs> I've only said this uh, 378 times. Thanks to the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the international of our program. Uh, and thanks to you for for listening. Oh, you know what? I have a quick little plug. Uh, you know, show you might like if you like this show, if you like learning a little something. Um, our friend Michael Beck makes a podcast called Ask the Ascot, A-S-C-O-T. Uh, episodes are 10 minutes long. And it's just our smart friend Michael Beck, who is the, if you ever listen to The Adventure Zone, I stole his voice for our, my character Taco. Um, He's very our, smart and very funny. Very smart, very funny. Ask the Ascot. Check it totally out. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.